Moncrief on News Talk. Now, if you have a business and a bit of room left in your roof, you can put it to good use. Bee Green is a company that installs and maintains beehives. Patrick Casey is the founder. Good afternoon, Patrick. Good afternoon, Sean. So if a company decides that they'd they, they like a beehive on their premises, I presume you have to go and do some sort of assessment to see if it's suitable or not. Yes, of course. You're looking for a rooftop that has plenty of sunshine and doesn't have too many um, air conditioning units, uh, not too many platforms um, away from the wind. So not every site would be suitable for, for beehives. Does it have to be like a bit secluded? Like if it's a you know a place on the roof where people go up to have a cigarette, you wouldn't want people maybe hanging around the beehive? We have beehives in locations on balconies where staff go for the breaks and we've had no issues. All right, okay, that's yeah. grand. And so then how much kind of maintenance does it need once you've set it up? Well, we get into our beehives maybe once a month. Um, we try and mimic the natural habitat of the honeybee, not to be too intrusive. So we'll say when it comes to May, June and July, then we'll be on site every seven days just to try and help to prevent swarming. Right, okay. And why would swarming be a bad thing? Well, it's actually not. Um, Swarming is a natural process of the honeybee. Uh, So basically in the wild, honeybees do two things. They produce honey and they swarm. To do the, the reason why they do so is to spread their genetics. Years gone by, when swarms uh, landed on people's properties, in their back gardens, etc., it was considered a sign of good luck. But if they start swarming, does that mean like the hive is a bit too full and they're going to start looking for another place to live? Correct, yes. Um, basically, it's the pheromone of the queen that the bees pick up when in the hive. So if you can imagine the hive of summer, there's about seventy to 80,000 bees. So hot pheromone has to spread throughout that hive. So when the, some of the worker bees cannot pick up that pheromone, they're triggered to um, go into swarming mode. And so then when ye, when, if ye notice this is happening, what's the solution to it? Well, there's a few things that you can try and do. Number one is to introduce um, honey supers, honey boxes uh, to the beehives early before May, around this time of the month. Secondly, what you can do is get into your beehives every seven days to check for queen cells. And what you do is you just remove those queen cells before they are capped. Uh, The third thing you could do is introduce a swarm trap, which is basically a small box with old combs that are used from previous beehives. Usually when a a swarm takes off from the hive, they will go into that. And then you'd bring those bees off to a different location then, I assume? Correct, yes. And generally speaking, are like are you know for these businesses, are staff allowed to wander down and have a look, or would you need to have a suit on? We always advise to have our suit on, and the staff would only go near the beehive when we're actually on site, and we give them the opportunity to see what life is like inside the hive by putting on a beehive and joining the joining us um, throughout the inspection. Yeah, okay. And I suppose people would be worried that, you know, is there a danger from getting stung and that kind of thing? No, honeybees are only interested in collecting pollen and there's no interest in stinging humans. Um, Honeybees know themselves that when they sting you that they're going to die, you know. So even as a beekeeper, when you're working your beehives, you'll always get a warning 
if you're doing something wrong, they would either bump you and move away or, or let off a loud noise. Uh, so that can tell you, look, you're doing something wrong, try and be more careful. Or sometimes then when you open up a beehive, you can get the smell of gone-off bananas. When you when you get that smell, it's usually time to close up the roof again and walk away. Right, okay. And what time of the year do, do, does the, the honey, or when do you harvest the honey, I suppose, more correctly? Yes, so we usually harvest the honey around September. Um, so we extract the honey, sometimes on site, um, if the facilities are there. If not, it's harvested off-site. We, we harvest it with the use of an extractor. We package it put their own um, personalised labels on it and we deliver it to, the, to our partners. And uh, basically what they do is they give it to their staff and use it in their cafeterias. On average, how, how much honey would, it, would one hive produce? No, that's another thing. Due to the Irish weather, like we are very dependent on it being, we'll say, having a, a great summer, you know. Mm. So... Basically, rule of thumb would be you'd be hoping to get about four jars per frame. Now, usually there's about 10 frames in a box. So about 40 jars of honey. Okay, Everything going well. Yeah. Now, that's both sides of the frame covered in honey. At the same time, we believe in, in sustainable beekeeping methods. So we wouldn't extract all the honey from the bees either. We only take the excess honey, leaving them with their own honey to overwinter on. Yeah, because they, they eat the honey. They, that, that's their food. Correct, correct. Yeah. That's how they survive. Yeah. Yes. And there'd usually be one queen in there. And now, as I understand it, sometimes the bees will decide to kill the queen. Why would they do that? Yes, it can happen. Um, circumstances where the queen usually is between 1,200 eggs per day in the height of summer. Okay, so when if a queen gets old or if she injures herself in any way, she she can lay less, and the bees see, see this as a bad thing. So what they do is what we call in beekeeping terms is supersedure. They kill the queen and they select a few of the larvae, and basically. The genetics involved between a worker bee and a queen bee is exactly the same. The only difference that turns a worker bee into a queen bee is the royal jelly. So what they do is they feed that those selected larvae an extra portion of larvae or royal jelly, which in turn um, sets off the reproductive system within that larvae. So... Basically, when the larvae grows within that cell, they draw out the cell into a peanut shape where the larvae can grow longer and take the shape of a queen. Right, okay. And and they kill the queen by sort of sitting on her, is that right? Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, we use the term in beekeeping called balling. So basically, uh, a group of bees uh, gather around the queen, go on top of her in the shape of a ball, and they heat her up where she dies. Crikey. What a way to go. <laughs> Fascinating nonetheless. Patrick Casey is founder of B Green. Patrick, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.